All right, we got another episode of the Gun Show Podcast, which means we're still here. Another one as opposed to... No more. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is, well, is that a thought that crossed your mind? No, it's just those are the choices. If we didn't ever put out another one, then it would have been the last one the time before that, and we forgot to say goodbye. We're not leaving, though. No. Are we? Are no. you leaving? Well, not right now, but after we're done. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to leave, but I'll come back. For the next show. Well, yeah, maybe. You'll just come back in general. Yeah, I'm just going to... I'll probably be creeping outside in the dark anyway. We already have a creeper. We don't need another one. Oh. All right. Well, I guess I'll just... Can I be an interloper? No, I guess I can't. No. I'm part of the Yeah, you're part of group. it. Yeah, I yeah. can't be. Can't be an interloper. <laughs> hey, watch out your elbow feel. I, I don't can, know if anyone heard that, but... <laughs> I can bump into the... Okay, we can move this. I, can, I can't. He, no, fi- stop. Fixing your can mic. Can you hear that? Can you no? hear me? Hello? Mm-hmm. Hello? Hopefully they can still hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh. I'm sitting on an ice chest. Yeah. And it's making We noise. should think about getting you a chair. Yeah, no, I don't need a chair. You good? Yeah. It looks really uncomfortable. It's okay. But you but you look good because you. what are you wearing? A gun show podcast t shirt. <gasps> what are you wearing? Well, I will put on pants today. So I was happy you noticed. <laughs> oh, and a gun show podcast t shirt. <laughs> we need to get one of these over to Alan. Well, no, we're going to make him buy one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he can't afford it. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to give him one. What do we got? Um, what are we doing here? I don't know. It's a podcast. We, well, what happens is we record a show. We put it on the internet, and people can go and download it and listen to it at their convenience. That sounds amazing. It's it's I, it's freaking awesome, where, actually. If I, where would I find that show? Uh, I'd go to iTunes if I was looking for it. I would go to Facebook.com slash Gun Show Podcast and then, you know, go to follow the links that are on there. I would go to iTunes and then put Gun Show Podcast on a little search bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would That would come up. Yeah. And then I'd subscribe to it. And then you'd make all your friends subscribe to it. Break into their computers. Uh, I'd do fake uh, uh, iTunes accounts and subscribe to it. Yeah. Oh, that's why our numbers look decent. Yeah, yeah, Hmm. yeah. I've been doing that for a while now. Uh, I think that we have a... I think we should start off with our listener question. Yeah, we get we kind of get two of them, right? We get uh, we get the one from the guy and the one from the other guy. Yeah, one from Jason and the other one from Steve. Yeah. Was it Steve again? Yeah, isn't really, it? it's Steve, isn't it? The creeper. Was it? Was it? Was it I, I seriously? I, I like how Jason called you out though. About what? On the secondhand smoke. Dude, I am so happy to have I a back so and forth. So happy. We have response to our podcast. <laughs> I'm just happy that someone called you out on it. That was what was funny. I, I, pu- I posted that I was just sitting back eating popcorn. I still stand by my statement. <laughs> facts be damned. Uh, there's no facts involved. <laughs> they're just statistics, which means they're lies. Right? No, but um, <laughs> one of our uh, listeners uh, chimed in and asked us about... Asked us? Asked us? This is asked, where we're headed. Yeah. Can we start over? No. Please? You just don't want to edit it, do you? And asked us about the 556 versus 223 thing. And, uh, you know, is it safe to shoot which one in my rifle and what are the differences and that sort of thing. And And I gave him a wrong and right answer all in one. All in one, really? Yeah. I didn't read your answer. I don't read it. (laughs) Don't bother to read it. It's partially correct and it's partially incorrect. It's, It's 
There, actually, everything I wrote was correct, right. but I didn't talk about the throat. There's two answers. The, the lead. Yeah. I didn't talk about that. There's two answers. There's the right answer, and then there's the real-world answer, right? So the right answer is, and being a professional in the industry and having to worry about things like liability for the company I work for, liability for the gun companies, liability for the the um, ammunition companies, don't shoot 5.56 in a two two three chambered gun. Go ahead and shoot all the two two three you want in a five five six chambered gun. All right. So essentially, a, a wild chamber is a five five six. Well, there are so many chambers out yeah. there. There are, but 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 the rule of thumb is, I mean, we can get technical. There are there are, I don't know. I can think of six different chambers off the top of my head. Go. Um, <sighs> there's the wild chamber. There's an Oveski chamber. There's a five five six chamber. There's five five six match chamber. There's a five five six NATO chamber. No, I already said that. There is a two two three match chamber. There's a two two three standard JPG chamber, and there's a two two three. Oh God, what's it called? Uh, I'm having a brain fart. Anyway, you, you know what? That's perfect. That was only six, <laughs> was it? Yeah. So you never got the seventh. I was waiting to like buzz you, tell you you were wrong. You hit seven. <laughs> Um, anyways, there's a bunch of different reamers out there. Each reamer makes its own chamber. Uh, there are people that have their own reamers, like uh, Noveski, I believe, has his own reamer. Um, lots of people use the wild reamer uh, that you mentioned before. Uh, and then you have your standard 223 and 556 reamers. Okay, so let me ask you this. You can give me a yes or no. 556, higher pressure than 223. Yes, but not by much, it turns out. Now, the reason we tell people... yes or no. Continue, though. <laughs> yes, it's higher pressure. <laughs> the reason we tell people don't shoot 5.56 five, out of your 223 chamber gun is if you look at the pressure numbers, what Sammy says for the pressures for 223 and what the military says for the pressures for 5.56 five, NATO are drastically, drastically different. The 5.56 five, NATO is much higher pressure, something like 17,000 PSI. Higher? Now, yeah, higher. The 5.56 five, is than the 223. Now... The problem is that they measure them two different ways. So what you would have to do is measure 5.56 by SAMI specs or measure 2.23 by NATO specs to compare the two. But we don't do that. We just see the pressures. We break it down and make it simple, and we say that it's much higher pressure. Uh, it turns out that if you measure them um, with the same type of instrumentation, the 5.56 isn't much higher pressure. It's about, you know, I think it's like between five and 8,000 PSI, which is higher, but it's not catastrophically going to blow up your gun higher. Okay, so overall case, case length of the 5.56 five, is longer than the 2.23. No, no, case length, same. Overall round. Well, the round, no, same. Right, so the that's. I'm just asking you yeah. all the questions that you, you see out there. The differences are uh, in what they call the lead, L-E-A-D-E, uh, also called the throat. It's longer in the 5.56, five, and that's the distance from where the bullet sits at the end of the chamber to where the rifling starts. It's also called the jump. So what you're talking about at this point is the barrel. You're yeah, actually talking the about chamber the chamber cut inside the gun, yes. So what you're saying is the distance between... Um, the smooth part when you first look down your rifle to where before the rifling starts. Well, yeah, where the smooth part, where the bullet's going to sit in that chamber. Right, yeah. before you actually pull the trigger. Exactly. 
So the difference is that and the shoulder area, which is the angle that it goes to before it goes to that little lead that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's where the, the round is going to fit in. There's an angle down to the lead where there's no rifling, and then there's rifling. So the, that angle is called the shoulder, and the shoulder is much different in the 5.56 than the standard two two three. So the this really shouldn't throw me off. I don't know why it is. I'm taking a picture, which I'm he's post taking online. a picture of me, and for some reason I paused and let him take a picture, like I like I couldn't keep talking, like the two couldn't intermingle, mingle enter. Oh, uh, here we go. Selfie? <laughs> no, no, not selfie. We're not using that word. What, what are, are we using then? Nothing. Self portrait? Is that okay? Like like selfie <sighs> is so much shorter than self portrait. You can, you know, if you're asking for the remote, you can always say moat. <laughs> Instead of the remote? You want some spaghetti? No, I want some sketty. Sketty? You want some pizza? No, I want za. Paschetti, by the way. No. My kids say paschetti. Yeah, that's too long. Just sketty. <laughs> Just sketty. Just sk- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to so, just start naming off so all that, my numbers. So, so when I get married, my wife will be like, what do you want? I'm gonna, I want a two. <laughs> just, oh, one, two, yeah. three. Don't go, past, don't go to seven because it's too long. And sides are letters. Six, you six, six. And eight. <laughs> Main courses are numbers and sides are letters. <laughs> I, I want a two A. Three alpha. Yeah. Well, A, alpha. Why wouldn't I just say corn instead of you? No, A. Oh, oh. What is O? I'm asking. What is O? <laughs> ha- harmony. Har- what? Harmony? <laughs> yeah. Like singing? Like Garzon, Gar- Garzon the Beats. <laughs> what are you on? Can I have some? I don't know. I'm tired. I'm, I'm on no sleep. I believe it's Harmony. Gar- oh, not Harmony. Garbanzo yeah. Beans. Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> Garbanzo Beans. Oh, what were happened. we talking about? Oh, so 223 versus 5. The lead six. with an E at the end. <laughs> the lead with an E at the end. So uh, back to our uh, our question. Regu- regularly scheduled program. Yeah, back to the uh, what were we doing before we were so easily distracted? I ADHD. took a picture of you and yeah, you froze. That just blew the whole seconds. show. So out get of back the water. on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, in real life, two two three isn't much lower pressure than five five six. Right. So if you shoot five five six in most two two three chambers, you won't see any of the signs of overpressure. Um, the classic one is the pop primers. Um, there's such thing as primer flow. There's extractor swipes. There's, uh, you know, uh, case tearing if the pressures are too high. And so if you don't, you, you, you can see those things if you have pressure issues. If you have a really tight 223 chamber and you shoot a high pressure 556 round, you can see these problems. And if you see these problems, don't stop. Don't do it anymore. Don't no, stop. Don't stop. Don't believe in. Period. Stop. Not Do you want that. me to hold on to that feeling? <laughs> yes. Don't stop believing and hold on to that feeling. Don't shoot that ammo anymore in that gun. Okay. Wait, so just don't shoot it anymore. Don't shoot that ammo in the gun, right. Okay. Now popped primers aren't catastrophic. They're not they're they're bad, right? They're not good, but they're not catastrophic. Uh you don't want uh, pop primers can jam up your gun if Pretty you got a semi auto. Yeah. So don't uh, use ammo that pops primers in a defensive situation. Now, if you're at the range and it's popping primers, eh, no big deal. Um, so if you're shooting 5.56 out of your two two three chamber and you don't see these issues, then continue to shoot it. You're, you're not going to suffer any ill effects. What about in uh, gas rings? No. 
Not a chance. I mean, it's higher I pressure. I have heard of people blowing their gas rings out, though. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that one. That's yep. interesting. I'd Comple- like to see it that. It completely blew it out and became a single, um, <laughs> hit a, a hand cycle at every single time. I could see that if you had a bad round, like a, a like an overpressure round. It was not- a, a, it was overpressure. It was an overpressured round. It was back when the Winchester White Box had their oh, problems yeah, and they yeah. did a bunch of recalls on them. Okay. Yeah. I'll believe that. Now your standard 5.56. Five, and know, it was a 2.23 chamber. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've loaned uh, some high-pressure 5.56 five, stuff to a guy who I knew had a 2.23 chamber. He had a little bit of primer flattening, and that's it. So no harm, no foul. What he is primer flattening? That's when the primer, uh, which is normally a nice curved shape you know, around where the primer sits in the pocket, mm-hmm. pushes out and flattens up against the face of the bolt okay. and kind of squares off the angle that it is where it was rounded before. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a sign of pressure. So if you see primer flattening, just keep your eye on it. And so it goes, sure no so basically stuff. the pressure is so intense that it goes back through the two little flutes that are cut into it. Yeah, it'll into go back the primer through the primer pocket, pocket. And then it, f- it, enlarge it, the primer to enlarge. flatten it up against yep. the, the bolt face. There you go. And then you said um, you said something about uh, ejector striking or something. What was ejector that? Ejector swiping. Swiping. What yeah. is that? Now, what that is is the round – there's so much pressure on the round that you see the actual – not extractor, but the ejector marks because the brass is being forced into the bolt head, and where that ejector is is a, a recess for that brass to flow into Right. if it's over pressure. So you'll see funny shapes on the head stamp of your casing after it's been fired, and uh, they call that uh, swiping sometimes, and it'll be smear or a scratch along and the, those and lines. And in the AR, there's like a little circle, right? And that's basically on the bolt face? Yeah, there's a circle on one side, and the extractor, there's the a extractor little arm. on the other. Yeah, the yeah. extractor. So you'll see things there that will show you signs of overpressure. And if you see any of that, stop shooting that ammo, definitely. Mm, okay. And uh, the case tearing, of course, is where there's too much pressure uh, against the round, uh, the casing, how holding it in the chamber while the extractor is trying to pull on it, and that will uh, tear the uh, the head of the round if there's enough pressure. Now, uh, also, if you're going to notice the cases cracking, will you notice that along the splitting? Splitting, no. yeah. Will you notice that along? You don't really notice that. Or? Yeah, a case head splitting, you know, along the neck is mm-hmm. usually not a pressure sign. It's more of a old bad brass, brass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, type sign. Reloaded, stretch too many times. Yeah. you get what? Maybe you get you, nine or ten reloads out of yeah, depending on what you six. do to your brass, what kind of gun you're shooting, how pr- high pressure you are. Yeah, yeah. You can anneal it and get a lot more loadings out of it. Annealing it would be heating it up to uh, I forget however many degrees it is, but if you heat up the brass and anneal it, it uh, it makes it less tough and more soft, and let you, keeps the cracks from happening. Now, I saw somewhere where if you take, um, speaking of annealing, if you take your uh, aluminum uh-huh. lowers uh-huh. and you stick them in the oven, anodized, anodized aluminum. aluminum. Yeah, I just saw this on Arfcom. Oh, oh, is that where? Yeah, I, oh. so I don't know if I believe it yet. I, well, I saw it posted somewhere. According so. to this person on Arfcom, and uh, please, listeners, uh, jump on our Facebook and let us know if you've tried this or heard and of this. And we are not recommending this no, at all. I'm not going to do it till somebody else tries it with yeah. their stuff. So he saw it on Air15.com, and I just saw it on some random blog, so probably just yeah. picked up from them. So, yeah, basically what what the guy's saying is, you heat up anodized aluminum to 600 degrees? above 600 degrees or at six, something about, you know, 600 degrees was mentioned. So right around 600 degrees. Um, 
it changes the properties of the anodization. So instead of being black, it'll be a bronze or goldish color. Um, but most, uh, we, I, was I looked it up, and most aluminum anneals, which become, which means becomes malleable, at seven hundred degrees. So yeah. that's pushing it. Huh? Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about, you have an oven set on six hundred, I guess is what this guy was saying. Which my oven doesn't go up that high; it goes to broil. I don't know, maybe that's six hundred. Goes to broil, <laughs> broil. <laughs> um, and he, this guy was Engage. talking about an electric oven, and he had a setting right next to setting, sitting, sitting, right next, sitting, sitting setting, whatever, right next to the um, potato, potato, the ovens thing, the thing the that coil. gets hot, element. The heating element. element. There you go. Coil. The heating coil element. Wow. So he had it sitting right next <laughs> to the element. And in my mind, that's going to get hotter than 700 degrees, right? And if it if hasn't it been annealed beforehand. Than, if it does, and it changes the property of right. this to gold, does that make it the fifth element? <laughs> what? What are you on? That is awesome. I don't know. I'm just I'm asking a general Did question. Did you just go big bada boom? <laughs> no. I'm just asking a general question. So it would not so Super it green. would not make it the fifth element. Super green. Okay. So the uh <laughs> It's worth a question, you know, worth a shot. So, so anyway, yeah. yeah, so if you stick it in there at 600 degrees, it will turn it so gold. So if anybody wants to try this, you got a spare oven, a spare anodized aluminum part, uh yeah, let us know if this works. Uh, I mean, if you're willing to do it, but we're not recommending you do it. Well, no, not to anything that you want. Yeah, not anything <laughs> unless you know that you're interested. But it also it doesn't come out the same color every single time. Well, yeah, according to the, this poster on Arfcom, um, the the properties of the anodization and whatever was used as a finish following the anodization um, will make the color vary. So, yeah, I'm real interested in uh, maybe getting a bronze lower or upper or something, but uh, not at the expense that I'm going to try this. Uh, I might try it with a uh, – I might have an extra hand Yeah, we need to see around. if we have something laying Ooh, around. You know what? what? I do. I got an extra Yankee Hill free float tube laying around. It, do it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to come over and use your oven. <laughs> I'm in an apartment. Do it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Where's your a- lease up? <laughs> oh, I'm renewing. So. <clears throat> Maybe I'll go next door. They vacated the apartment next door. Maybe I'll go next door and use their oven. If you had that glass breaker that we gave away. <laughs> the cat tool? Yeah. Or I could use the uh, ceramic, what was it, the ceramic glass entry tool? What? The the modified ceramic glass entry tool called a brick. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he carries around with him all the time. Yeah, there's plenty of those about what my property. Creep. I like that. I like that. Um, so we had another listener question. And this one was from Jason? I don't know. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was from Jason. Man, yes. I'm good. And, or uh, Jason. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. I forgot he's, uh, he's French. Is it? Yes. Jason. Jason. All right, Jason. Um, <laughs> Eat your crepes. He, he basically asks, uh, he works in an environment where it's uh, against policy, against company rules for him to conceal carry. Um but he's worried because he works in healthcare that most hospitals are gun-free zones, which means they're targets of opportunity for nuts. Um, so he's worried about uh, should he ignore policy and uh, for safety reasons carry or follow policy and perhaps the law. Now, I want to first <laughs> say that law. if it's illegal for him to carry there, I'm going to recommend that you don't. 
Yeah, don't. Now, if it's just a matter of you'll get canned uh, if they find out, that's going to be your personal decision. Um, and part of me wants But the to Gun say, Show podcast stance still says, do not carry. <laughs> Did our lawyers clear that? <laughs> they cleared what I said. Do not carry. The um, Yeah, if it's a personal decision. If you're in a workplace that says you get caught carrying here, you lose your job. If you're in a place that uh, that that um, that that's it's against policy, but you would feel safer. I mean, that's going to be your. And I have two schools of thought about this. I want to say I'd carry because I want to protect myself, protect my family, protect what have you. But I've been in a situation where I worked a, a place that no way, no how are you allowed to carry there, and it was illegal. Um. If I had carry there, and I didn't carry there, um, well, you you couldn't so, conceal carry in your thong anyway. Well, no, not my modeling job. Yeah, when no, you were no, no. a Chippendales dancer. No, no, or was no, no, it no. LaBear's? Yeah, well, you know, I was, I was contract. I'd go wherever. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a few gigs both those places. So, anyways, the uh, <laughs> Red Thunder approaching the stage, ladies. Well, it's like in the military, right? In the military. Uh, I'm in the military. Military bases are a soft target, as we all saw with the uh, Colleen shooting uh, in Fort Hood. Nobody there has a gun except the bad guy once you get on the base. Um, so, you know, if I was really worried about protecting myself, I'd carry, you know, while I was doing my military duties. But it's illegal, uh, and uh, I'd definitely be in trouble if I got caught. Highly frowned upon. Yeah, so I don't do it. I don't. Uh, I, I really don't carry to work uh, on the my guard weekends. Um, and uh, you know, I don't recommend that you do either. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you know put your. It's it's risk management. It's hard for I guess. me because I've worked at a place where for the past five years I've been allowed to carry. Oh yeah, and, and uh, so that makes a real big difference. It it's hard for me to begin to separate. You know, the feeling that I have had for every day for five years, you know, being allowed to have that gun on me to and from my car and at, you know, and at my desk and not have to worry about that. Yeah. But I never had that feeling before, you know, and that's five years. That's quite a bit of time to be carrying to work and having it on you. Sure. Yeah. So I I couldn't really tell you. It's really hard to say. Um, But you really have to look at the pros and cons. Uh, I know he said, you know, um, it's a soft target where he works and that someone comes in, they could easily take care of a lot of or take out a lot of people. Sure. But you, where do you draw that line? You pull your gun, you become a hero. Your state doesn't press charges or, you know, the D- DA doesn't press charges. Great. But what if you're that poor sap that right now they want to make a, um oh, yeah. example of? And we don't care what you did. You are just as crazy as the gunman carrying a gun on you all the time, regardless. Yeah. And you could game this thing to death. I mean, what if somebody came in as part of a you know a police thing and you That's shot? That's good. Him? We need like plenty more time. Just what if this? <laughs> what if the uh, you know you could yeah game this thing to death, but. The well, bottom I mean, line is... Think of one of the things, too, though. You are in an area where no one is supposed to have guns. Right. So say that a cop is transporting a prisoner. It's a Say it's a hospital. Uh-huh. And a cop is transporting a prisoner to the hospital. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, a lunatic breaks out, starts shooting. 
the cop sees you with a gun and shoots you. And shoots you. Well, that's always going to be a danger. So I any mean, type of carry situation. Yeah, but all of those things. But but really, in that situation, a cop knows no one is supposed to have a gun in here. Well, that's why. Yes, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, He's going to see gun. Like squirrel, you shoot him. Gun bad guy. Yeah. But then again, you know, that risk uh, evidently, you know, you could say that risk was worth taking as far as defending yourself and your f- f- coworkers and your family, right. perhaps. I, I'm seeing and not disagreeing with that. So that's yeah. where it becomes a really sticky situation on, you know, where do you carry? I Buff- think it's a personal Like Buffalo decision. Wild Wings yeah. doesn't allow you to carry in there. But, right. you know, there's people that do carry in there. Sure. Yeah. There's I people think the that, key that is- violate it. Honestly, the key is to uh, become some sort of reserve peace officer, <laughs> and then I you keep don't your have certifications to, well, in some way. Well, if you're a reserve police officer, it's the same thing as being a, a, a regular cop. You got the same, and you have a nationwide reciprocity, so you can carry anywhere in the country, and you don't have to worry about. You know, you can't carry in a bar or you can't carry in, you know, unless that state has specific laws against cops carrying in bars. Right. Or hospitals or, you know, fill in the blank. Um, that wouldn't help my situation because uh, it's federal. But, uh, you know, the it's such a personal decision. I, I want to say I would carry, you know. I don't care what the rules are. You okay, know, so- I'm carrying a gun to protect myself. I'm taking personal responsibility for me. But – I don't do it in the situation that I'm in that's similar. So I got to say no. I got to say I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Nope. You know why? Because you're a law-abiding citizen. If I was a bad guy, just going to shoot everybody in. up, right? That's the difference that people don't understand. That's the mindset. We yeah. won't do things that we truly know are wrong. Well, that's and I was and I, we were talking about this right before the show that I'm so sick of these gun grabbers and the illogicalness. Is that a word? It is today. The illogicalness, the lack of logic on these people's parts is just mind-blowingly painful. And it's just – it's it's so easy to say, well, there's no logic involved in these gun grabbers. But it's so difficult to live with every day. And why shouldn't he be allowed to carry in his place of work no matter where he works? You know, unless he was in a prison, you know, in a lockup where, you know, a bad guy getting a hold of his gun – would be catastrophic, you know, and where there were only bad guys at, you know, why shouldn't he be allowed to carry in a healthcare situation? What does being in a hospital have to do with the ability to, you know, carry a gun? You're trying to do that on the slide so I don't get distracted? Take a picture of you. It didn't work. The- <laughs> it did work. You totally got distracted. <laughs> oh, you, so a- you were trying to distract me. asked me a question. I asked you a question. But the... The fact that we don't, we have to deal with this, you know, let's make laws for the law-abiding citizen who's already abiding by the law to have to comply to that we know won't affect crime, won't affect violence, won't affect, did you just puff your cheeks out? No. Oh. That won't affect (laughs) violence. Strange. That won't affect uh, anybody you did. Why do you look like a squirrel socking away for the winter? What were you I talking at? about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so talking ADD about, boy. Yeah, I ADD am really boy. ADD today. I need much more Adderall, caffeine, stimulus, sugar. I need sugar. The um, 
I don't know. It's just it's just so upsetting to me that we have to talk about should I carry to protect should I have to choose between protecting myself or complying with the arbitrary rules that bad guys aren't going to follow. You know, that's just it's just asinine. I don't know another word for it. Oh, uh, you know, I almost forgot. We have another question uh, on our. Are you chewing gum? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm breaking my cardinal rule. Did you forget about that? No, I thought about it. I took it out and then I picked it up and started chewing it again. Oh, yes, nice. nothing but net. <laughs> so I just saw on our Facebook app. <laughs> yes, that Steve sent us in a question. Steve, the creeper, the creeper. He sent us in a question about. Uh, we need a little theme music for Steve now. Oh, he should have his own Steve. I think Steve theme theme mu- Steam, Steam music Steve music theme creeper Steve music. No, theme. no theme okay, music. Yeah. Um, but his question is basically, uh, why is the 762 by 39 riffle, rifle magazine, he must have meant rifle, uh, banana style? <laughs> You're a dick, Scott. It says riffle. Where? Let me see. Tell me it doesn't say riffle. Okay, I'm going to tell you it's it doesn't typo. say riffle. <laughs> okay, but it does. <laughs> but you just, I just told you, to, oh, whatever. The first time you do something I ask you to do. Uh, anyways, he's asking about the 760 by 39 mags, and he wonders why they're, you know, curved or banana style, the, the ubiquitous banana clip, and why not a box style, I guess, more like an M14 or an FAL mag. Just more squared off, yeah, straight, yeah, straight yeah. bodied. Why the difference? Uh, and he wants to know, is it uh, because of the shape of the round or because it looks cool? I think, yeah. it, was, I think it was for making it compact. No, the answer is the shape of the round. It's not to make it compact no, at all? No, 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 no. It's uh, if you don't curve it, you won't get uh, um, even feeding, smooth feeding, because of the geometry of the round. Oh, because if you look at a seven point six two by thirty nine millimeter round, you will notice that it is uh, tapered; it's cone shaped. So if I you feel like you just put on a, a suit and tie up. and glasses to start telling us that. So, class, if you'll notice here, I've put up this first slide. Uh, but no, the um, the round is is cone shaped. So if you stack a bunch together, you know it it tapers down into a banana shape. Uh, and if you notice the mm, seven point sixty mm-hmm. by thirty nine AK mag, if you hold it up next to a five four five mag, which isn't as tapered, uh, they're a different curvature uh, because of the uh, the difference in the and, that, and that's why the five five six round is very slightly curved. Yeah, it's barely curved. You know, it's it's basically box shaped in an AR fifteen mag until it gets out the mag well. So what they curves. did was they're matching they're matching the the uh, degrees. Uh, on the on the round where they meet up with each other exactly. to lay flat. Exactly. Gotcha. There you go. And it, it makes it for smoother feeding. Uh, it makes the mag work. That's why there's so much trouble in getting an AR-15 and 762 by 39 millimeter to run. Because, because it goes the, straight right at the last exactly. moment? Exactly. The, the top of the mag is straight. And unless you do something with that AR-15 mag well to curve it, like uh, uh, Rock River's done with their new AR. Why can't, why can't you just change the... Um, the follower and have it bowl like have a have it push on the actual rounds to tilt them. That would work up to a certain extent, but once it becomes too great, you start having feeding issues. Hmm. Um, that's why twenty two mags are uh, shaped like they are because not so much that they're conical shaped, but because they have a rim that makes them conical shaped, and having that rim on the back as, stacks as it, them up. Yeah, as it yep. stacks on top of the next one. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. So, um, like Rock River has uh, has addressed this by you know coming out with an AR fifteen in seven point sixty by thirty nine that takes AK mags, so it gets rid of that mag well. Um, to a lesser extent, uh, LWRC and Magpul have teamed up uh, with something called the six eight, the SIX eight, um, that changes the takes away some of the some of the mag well of the AR fifteen. And curves it more for the six eight round to help it feed better. Hmm. So Magpul's new six eight won't fit in the old six eight rifle. So <laughs> so it it there is there's form or there is function be, for the form. Yes, yes. It's not just form to look cool. It's or become to, cool, and there's some things out there that are more exaggerated than they need to be. Um, but uh, for the most part, it's it's definitely a uh, a function a um, overform. Yeah, they were forced to turn it. Right, exactly. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the SKS uh, mags, if you notice, they're curved. Uh, Is that, could that be something along the reasons why the AK has no magwell at all? Yeah, yeah, basically. It was, yeah, once you get to that mag and the way that they designed it to rock in and lock in, um, yeah, there's there, you really can't do a magwell with that design. You have to change it up to, to fit a magwell to that. Right, but, I mean, in all... They I think might originally, be. yeah, yeah. I think originally because they you look said, at the, okay, we have to put a curved mag. Yeah. So now we have to design. Okay, Something now we have to rock a mag. Well, yeah, we yeah. have to rock it into place. And you have to remember the detachable back box magazine wasn't new, but uh, making it work hadn't been perfected yet at the time in the forties when they designed this thing. Because the the BAR or bar the Browning bar had well, a lot a of, of guns. Issues. This, this, Browning automatic rifle. Yeah, this, that had jammed a lot more than people. The Sten gun, the bar, the the oh, what else? The STG forty four, of course. Right. The um, oh, what else about the same time frame? Um, uh, the Takarov rifle, those sorts of things uh, had been designed before, but they really hadn't perfected the the box magazine. They they'd gotten it right with the pistols. Yeah, they got it right with the Thompson. Yeah, the Thompson, the the MP forty. The the guns like the PPSH, uh, they really did a good job with the the long large capacity magazines. In those, uh, they had the double stack. They even had quad stack mags for for some of those guns back then. But uh, they so, really hadn't so perfected Surefire the rifle. So Surefire wasn't the first ones to come out with quad stack then. No, no, that design's been around for a while. I can't off the top of my head think of what the gun it was. So it's interesting. So why, why did it take Surefire? Why did it take anyone so long to do that? It's difficult to do. It's I think it takes um, modern metallurgy, modern um, manufacturing processes to do it uh, well enough and cheap enough uh, to make it marketable. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, and and reliable enough for the military to work. I don't know. I dropped a, I dropped a hundred round, one of those Surefire 100 round magazines and fully loaded and yeah. the base plate popped off didn't completely pop off but yeah. it was hanging on by a thread popped off enough to make it It popped off enough that i day. just started yeah. downloading it immediately and then reset it well so it wasn't under pressure it has any a longer. good reputation i mean it's surefire it says surefire and it's hard not to just automatically assume it's going to work um i don't know that it's ready for prime time yet uh i don't know that it's been out long enough to be you know battle tested and field proven um to the degree that say something like a pmag or a uh, you know your good old GI magazine, or but uh, on the other hand, you know the other hundred round mags like the Beta mags and the you know the cheaper uh, knockoffs, 
don't work. So we've established that. So yeah, <laughs> the Surefire probably, you know, let me put it this way. The Surefire has a very, very excellent chance of being the best 100-round mag in existence. Yeah. Uh, simply because the other ones are so awful. <laughs> For for that platform. Obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for that one. Yeah. The there's some uh there's some other types of drum mags that work good, but uh as far as the AR fifteen goes, uh if you need a high capacity magazine, I definitely recommend a surefire for anything over, you know, forty, fifty rounds. I like the sixty rounders. The hundred rounds uh it, it put a lot of weight on that rifle. I'm really digging the size of the sixty rounders, yeah. especially for an initial contact, you know, uh thinking from a military standpoint. Having sixty rounds in the rifle instead of thirty is can be real handy. It's not, yeah, because it's just fatter. I mean, yeah. it's, there, there's nothing. It's not too much bulkier or too much, yeah. you know, whatever. Fill in the blank. And carrying one around for a reload, uh, uh, you know, for a second uh, reload, you know, having sixty rounds on tap instead of thirty is no more cumbersome than carrying around two thirty rounders. So yeah, it's definitely a great design, good idea. Uh, I hope to get my hands on one. So much better than mag clamps. Yes. Oh man. Yes. Um I I for a brief while the uh the like the jungle clips like you talk about <laughs> were very popular. Uh and then for a while after that uh something called the Ready Mag was very popular yeah. with the crowd. I couldn't I couldn't like it. I couldn't, you know, uh. And the the Ready Mag basically what he's talking about is a magazine that there's a magazine holder on your rifle. And so what you do is you drop a mag, you reach up, you just yank down on it, and you put it into the mag well. Basically, you add another magazine well to your gun. You, yeah. you bolt another magazine well beside your magazine well on your AR-15. And so you have that reload right there. You just have to swap it over to the you know magazine well that actually makes the gun go bang. Right. And it's a great idea, but I just couldn't grow to like it, uh, to trust it enough, to you know appreciate the extra bulk on the gun, the extra weight. Um uh, that's just my personal opinion. Lots of people liked it. Lots of people ran it. Um, I ha- it hasn't been as popular of lately that I've noticed uh, on the internets anyways. And I haven't seen anybody running one in real life uh, in the last bit. You haven't seen someone run what in real life? The Ready Mag. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I definitely want to try out those Surefires. Like I said, it's a Surefire product. You know, how bad could it be? <laughs> I have had zero issues with any of the Surefire products. Yeah. Um, I had an issue with a 6P one time. Yeah? Yeah. What happened? Uh, I had it for like maybe a month and a half. Uh-huh. And I uh, lent it to my dad so that he could change the brakes on his car. Uh-huh. And uh, he set it down with all the scrap metal and threw it away. <laughs> so your so issue thing, is with your dad. That thing only worked for a month and a half. Well, uh, to be honest, I did destroy a G2, but I took it diving. I used it as a dive light. I took it down like 30 feet. So uh, not diveable. No. It only worked for like an hour underwater. That's it? Yeah. Ridiculous. Junk. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can't believe the thing worked. Why? I'm not joking. <laughs> I've got Pelican lights that didn't last that long, and they're made for diving. Yeah. No, uh, no no issues with Pelican lights, but uh, yeah, Surefire uh, probably. I'd like to get my hands on one and run one for a while. I like their Ryle. Si- uh, I run one for a while. Speaking of Ryle. No. North Korea. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You, what about it? It's just north of South Korea, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Are they going to nuke us? No. I haven't been called up yet, so we're not going to war. <laughs> I'm still here. You, but you're like the last line that they wow, would call up, right? Wow, really? The last? 
next to last. Yeah, okay, next to last. I mean, I think they call me up before the Coast Guard Reserves. I mean, uh, just kind of... Or the Salvation Army. Just to stay up on current topics, it's kind of a a little hotbed right now that I'm wondering if if it's not being put out there to... You know, you, you always see smoke screens I think, done by the government. Yeah, no, no, no. I know and what I'm you're talking wondering about. Yeah. if this is a, a smoke screen from the the firearms. A distraction from the gun stuff? Yeah. No. To no. push, a, to I push think through stuff through. Or are we ramping up um, something in Afghanistan or, you know, no. what's happening oh, right that now? That could be the case. What's happening right now yeah. that we're we're taking the focus I haven't and putting Strat it on one lately. thing only? Have you? No. Well, well, never mind that. Uh, <laughs> they talked a little bit about North Korea, though. The yeah, is it? I think North Korea is definitely ramping up the rhetoric. Whether or not they're actually going to do anything about it, you know, eh, I have no idea. They're obviously insane. <laughs> I was watching a documentary on the the first Korean War, yeah. and uh, <laughs> somebody has a uh, YouTube account with uh, his name. Kim Jong Un. Kim, Kim Jong Un. Yeah. And it says, said on it, it was so inappropriate, but it said, five bucks, I win the next one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, did you see where Anonymous hacked his e- uh, Twitter? Twitter? Who, yeah, Twitter. Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un's Twitter and I'm put all sorts he even of cool has stuff one. on it. It was pretty impressive. Maybe what, it was just North Korea's official. What did Twitter. he do? Exactly. Oh, he just put a bunch of inappropriate uh, stuff on there and uh, Anonymous claimed they hacked it. It was funny. Hmm. It was amusing. It amused me. What? Uh, so that's it then. What, that's all uh, the North Korean war talk we're gonna have. That's uh, it's painful. I know. Well, it's staying up on current topics. You know, some people want to hear about it. Some people want to just hear your take on it, Scott. My take on what? It's North Korea and stuff. Oh, you know they've been uh, saber rattling a lot lately. Have you heard? <sighs> <laughs> Hey, you started this ADD theme. I'm just carrying it out. All right. What do you got next, Scott? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, What's the next thing you want to talk about? Uh, what was your thing you wanted to talk about? I wanted about? to talk about the North Korean conflict that's coming. So I heard that North Korea was making a lot of noise up there, uh, threatening war and nuclear holocaust. Holocaust. Uh, anything to do with the uh, most re- or that movie with the Wolverines? The Little Badger thing? No. What's oh. that movie that just came out? Red Dawn? Red Dawn. Oh, that's right. They switched them to North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. So what's going on with that? I didn't see that. Was that any good? I didn't see it either. Oh, Once I saw that they had a Mustang with a Gatling gun on the top of it, I was kind of done. Wait, dumb. what? Yeah. Oh, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got to go. I'm go going to net, see it. Netflix it. going to go watch it. <laughs> Saw a cartoon that said uh, it was Lucy, not Lucy, son of a like Lucy O'Ball. No, uh, Charlie Brown. Char- What's Charlie Brown's sister's name? You don't know either. No, I have no idea. I don't watch Charlie Brown. <laughs> I don't think you watch it. I think it's a cartoon. His sister. <laughs> his watch sister it. is talking. <laughs> you mean to you Charlie you watch Brown. it? I think you have to read it. Charlie Brown. There's the cartoons. It's on television. I don't. Do, I, I like. Don't. Charlie Brown's what? Halloween, Charlie Brown's Christmas. It, they have cartoons. Pretty sure it's been a uh, comic strip for like a hundred years. We see, 